So we are rolling. Okay. Here we go. Hello, Harry. Roll on highway. Hello, Maddie. How are you? <laughs> okay. Do you ever have those days when you have conversations and you're a little uptight? So I'm a little uptight. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you mean... Was I the cause of this? <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Off the hook this time. <laughs> Welcome to Just Over the Fence. Yes. I'm Matt. This is Harry. And this is our monthly podcast featuring backyard conversations just over the fence with our friends getting to know them better and getting to know the artists behind, behind the, bio. the bio. Yeah, and there's arts of all kinds of things. The reason we started this is, you know, there's the art of business. We have possibly a guest coming up that really accentuates the art of joy in our future. And then there's the little literal arts of music and painting and poetry and uh, but everybody's an artist Mm -hmm. everybody has something they're great at and that's an art no matter what it is it is something they're naturally great at we have a friend who is an artist we do we have a friend it's true okay what's our friend's name chris thomas ah he's an audio artist and a voiceover artist for radio and television stations across the country he heard our podcast And once again this month, our new segment, thanks to Chris Thomas. My phone's calling me. (laughs) Are you ready, Harry? I don't know. Depends on what we're doing. Let's try this. All right. And now, it's time for Hey, Harry! (laughs) Hey, Harry! I love that part. Hey, Harry. What's your favorite cake you've ever eaten and why? Favorite cake? Favorite cake you've ever eaten and why? Oh my gosh, it has to be Keith's cake. Yeah. Black Forest cake. I'm with So I don't have to lie this week. Last week I lied. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Chris and family, Michaela. Yeah. Cody Carbone. Yay. We love Cody and Haley, his wife. Cody's a longtime colleague in the Hazel Miller Band, the youngest member of the Hazel Miller band and uh, remarkable musician, singer, and a great guy. What else can I say? He's a great guy with a great heart. And he's been with her for in the band for six and a half years, and he is the ripe old age of 26. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, We met him at one of the biggest gigs I've ever played with Hazel. It was downtown Denver, Independence Eve, the fireworks night. There's over 100,000 people in Civic Center Park, and so fun. Big stage. And at the time, Cody was in a acapella group. His college acapella group opened for Hazel. And through that, we ended up meeting. And so I want to kind of ask his perspective of that night, what he remembers about it. Yeah. I think he's going to let me play a few tunes with him, too. So. Oh, me, too. You want to? I'll, well. Do you have your uh, tambourine? <laughs> Are you going to mute me? Okay, people. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Cody Carbone. I want cake. Chris made me think of cake. Sorry. <laughs> Are we ready? Cody Carbone today. Cody Carbone. Just over the fence. So what is your recollection of that July 3rd concert? Man, that was, uh, it was groundbreaking. Yeah. It, it set a lot of uh, new standards, honestly, for my life. It was pretty crazy. Uh 
so not only was that the largest performance that I've ever done to date, um, it was the largest performance for my acapella group at the time, it, but you know, it's where I met everybody that day. Like I, I was so nervous, excited, giddy, all, all of those things because I knew who Hazel Miller was through my dad and I knew her old guitarist, Brian Monroney. His dad knew my dad. Uh, I, I was just, I was, uh, I was nervous to meet her. You know, I wanted to be a part of something bigger and who knew that that day was actually going to lead to that. So you saw the, the band perform and obviously we didn't have a guitar player on stage. Right. One of the biggest gigs we've ever done and no guitarist. Yeah. That was the first thing I noticed. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Like Hazel Miller needs to have a guitarist. I noticed that at Soundcheck. And so we're in the green room. Man, we had hours from Soundcheck to Showtime. And my good friend, Daniel Bailey, thank you for this. Shout out to Daniel Bailey. I, I went over to Daniel and I said, they don't have a guitarist. And he's like, well, go say hi. I'm like, nah, no, they're not gonna, there's no way. He's like, dude, just go. And I, I, I turned him down several times and then finally few minutes go by and Daniel and Hazel are just talking and he says, Oh, Cody's a great guitarist. And Hazel being who she is says, I'm holding auditions. Why don't you audition for me Tuesday? And this was a, a Saturday. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. I'll audition. And she took down my email and, and later that night, sent me a link to three difficult songs to learn. And I'm just like, oh, okay, this is happening. I really didn't think this was going to happen, but it is. And I, I, I worked and worked and worked. And here I am six and a half years later, and I still got the gig. And What has Hazel told you about that day? Her words, uh, she wouldn't let me leave the door without a gig. And so she, she offered me, um, two weeks later, a gig. And I had, you know, then at that point I had 50 songs that I had to learn. And (laughs) and I was even more nervous. I'm like, this still can't be real, but I'll give it a shot. Sure. And yeah, man, that has changed everything. You were hired for your guitar skills, but you have incredible vocal skills as well. Thank you. So tell me how that unfolded with Hazel or did she already know that coming in because um, of the acapella? Well, yeah. So, so she knew that I could sing, but I guess she hadn't really heard me at the audition. I wasn't prepared to sing. And then she's just like, why don't you sing me something? Sing me a song you wrote. And I'm like, Oh gosh. Okay, here we go. Uh, really quick showed the band, the chords. I'm like, kind of goes like this. Uh, just follow along. And we go for it, and she she loved it. And so uh, from from day one, she gave me a microphone. She told me to bring in, you know, six songs, ten songs, and I just learned as many background vocals as I could and sing and lead as many times as she'll let me. And yeah, I I love to sing. I've been singing since I could talk. And my my dad, he's he's been having me harmonize since I could talk. You know, we've been singing, and he'd he'd have me harmonize with him. So, yeah, it's just always been in my in my blood. Yeah. So you grew up in a house where around music. Obviously, your dad 
was working mm. and that ended up being a family band. My dad was a, a bluegrass musician. He's, he still is, but now his, uh, his heart and soul is more towards uh, Celtic and Cajun music and old time kind of stuff. Really neat. So I grew up with bluegrass. He put a mandolin in my hand when I was a baby and I've heard everyone tell stories of me being the the little three-year-old walking around with a mandolin at a jam session and just strumming and trying to play along but not really knowing what I'm doing um and you know it's just kind of fun because in bluegrass you have jams and parties and you see the same people all the time but a couple years later and Every time it's like, oh, I remember when you were just a little boy and you're walking around with the mandolin and, and now look at you, you're playing guitar and singing and <laughs> they feel like they have a piece of your history, right? <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. Cause even, even today people come up to me, I, I kid you not, this happened uh, about a month ago. I did a gig with Hazel and someone came up to me and said, you know, I know your dad and I haven't seen you since you were probably eight years old, and and uh, it's really cool to see where you've gone, and, and you know, it's just, it's cool. My dad kind of paved the road in an interesting kind of way. What's another gig you've had that you'll never forget? <laughs> My wife's gonna like this one. <laughs> uh, I think you were there, Matt. Um, it was Palisades, uh, the, the <laughs> Grand River Winery. You know where this is going. I huh? do. <laughs> this is a bold story. Here we go. Okay. Oh, boy. I've already told her this. She knows what happens. Yes. I'm innocent. We I love do. Haley. Yes. Yes. Of course. I do, too. Yes. So uh, <laughs> we're doing this show. We, 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 we do this one every year, and every year it seems to just get better and better and better. But there was with the exception of this one. Um, and I should start this by saying the climactic part of this story is not the reason this is my most favorite gig. Okay. I promise. <laughs> All right. Haley, I promise. The energy that night was outstanding. The crowd was just, they were so in it. And I felt like what we were giving out, they were giving us twice as much back and then we gave it back to them and it, it was just it was a whirlpool of of energy it was amazing but what happened that night we're singing uh sweet home chicago and coco and i have a backup line it says uh come on baby don't you wanna go don't you wanna don't don't you wanna that line don't you wanna don't don't you wanna i accidentally made eye contact with with a lady in the crowd and i said don't engage i was doing my thing like i look at i'm not looking at you i'm just looking at somebody and when i said that she shook her head like yes yes i wanna like, oh no and she <laughs> broke open the fence and she came up onto the stage and she started dancing next to me and then she kissed me on the cheek. <laughs> Here's where it gets good. And then Coco says, get him girls. And a line formed I remember that. Of, of probably 20 yeah. 
yeah. 20 ladies, all significantly older than me. That's, that's the weird thing. Significantly older, but they didn't care. Uh, and they all just kind of one by one came up and kissed me on the cheek. And I'm, you know, every, between each one, I'm like looking at Hazel. I'm like, you're, we're letting this happen. <laughs> like, all right, here we go. Right. And you know, I don't know how long it was. It must, it felt like an eternity. Right. Like, oh my goodness. And then finally we ended the song. And we're just like, oh my gosh, close the gate, please. <laughs> Gatekeeper, where are you? Right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. The, the energy of those that that particular show yeah it was just incredible yeah matt talks about that and so i'd like to hear from cody how you know you expressed it really well there but matt talks about those moments when you're you're really mm -hmm. not even there mm -hmm. because things lock in yeah and it's just a whole nother level mm -hmm. experience so that night you're yeah. saying the crowd was locked in with the band because oh, it yeah. happens with the band mm -hmm. occasionally in this beautiful undescribable way and then to have the audience yeah. locked in that is very that's that's unique. the thing about music is that it, it's it i mean it, it goes both ways you know it's music comes from the heart and soul and when you put it into you you take your emotions and you put it into musical form that's received and when people receive it they they exclaim they they cheer they cry they stand they dance they whatever whatever it makes them do and then we receive that again so it like i said before like it's just a whirlpool and it's amazing when it happens and and that that's something that being in this band has has brought me like with bluegrass that eh, it kind of happens but that's more of like a listening music whereas when, when people are dancing and and just getting completely absorbed in this music i mean it's it takes you to a level beyond explaining it's pretty amazing where did your love of music come from that's a funny question because i i don't know i it just kind of like i was born and it was there i I can't think of a time in my life where I wasn't playing music. Music has always been in me. Um, I don't remember being taught. I remember taking, you know, lessons here and there and my dad saying, hey, learn this song. Okay, I'll learn this song, whatever you say. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just, it's always been in me. Um, I think a lot of it comes from my mom, too. She, she doesn't play but she is such a huge lover of music. It, it's so cool. Like she, she's old school in the way that she buys albums. Mm -hmm. She will hear one song that she loves on the radio or one, one song that she thought was cool on the radio and she wants to hear it again. So she buys the whole album and wants to give the artist a chance. We love your mom too. <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah. What's an early standout memory for you in music? I guess my first gig, I think I was eight years old. I was at the Cheshire Cat, which isn't around anymore, but I think it was a restaurant in Denver. I'm really not sure. My dad could tell you. And somehow they gave us this gig, and I was sitting on a chair, and you know, my dad was there, my brother was there. I think it was just the three of us. And that's just kind of where it all began. And 
<laughs> you know, my dad, I, I guess at that point, he's like, all right, we can do this now. We've done one. Let's do another. And, and then gigs started happening from there. If you could jam with any musician on earth right now, who would it be? <laughs> that is a hard question. You can name a few. Well, I would like to jam currently at the moment with my friend Ryan Eichstee. Didn't expect that one, did you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I know Ryan. Uh, he was a groomsman at my wedding. Ah, yes. Uh, he and I go way back, uh, probably to third grade. He and I were in a band from fourth grade to eighth grade or so. We went all the way from like a, a rock to metal. And then in high school, we kind of had a little boy band duet. It was pretty cool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but uh, he and I have, um, we've, we've, we've just been playing music together since we were kids. And... Um, he'll talk about how I influenced him and I talk about how he influenced me. Like it's just, it, it never ends. And so every time he and I get together to jam, which is not often enough, um, it's, it's always just a lot of fun because I teach him something and he teaches me something and I would like to have that continue. But if we go on to somebody, uh, a pro, uh, then I, I would say I would really like to jam with John Mayer. Um, He's, he's an incredible guitarist and yeah, I, I think pretty influential in the way that he's, uh, his writing has gone so many different directions. You know, he started off pop and then blues. I think blues is what he ultimately wanted to do and he got there by doing pop. And, uh, and then just seeing where it took off from there is just really fascinating. And I've seen some videos on YouTube of him just kind of just kind of talking about stuff. Like I think he practices and puts a camera on him and then he just starts talking uh, about like, oh, I used to do this, but I don't like to do that anymore because it gets in the way. And then like, I look at him, I'm like, you, you're an international dude. You're the guy who, who writes endlessly. You are the man, like you're so good. What are you talking about that doesn't sound good? What are you talking about? That's too much. Like, I think that sounds pretty dang good. And so I, I just think that's cool. Like, it doesn't matter how good you are. There's always another another step that you're willing to take it. And I'd like to just sit down with him and just kind of just play. There you go. Just play. That'd be cool. John, if you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. If you, uh, if you find this. <laughs> well, Cody, you brought your guitar. Mm-hmm. Could we do a tune, one of his tunes? Let's do one of his tunes. Uh, he did this with Herbie Hancock. Uh, one called Stitched Up. Exactly how you hear it Is exactly how it all went down It was later in the evening That the facts and the figures got turned around Yes, it was woman Yes, she did advance my way But now I can't be sure exactly But I swear I saw her saying my name It was the right time She was a real thing I had to walk away 
Don't wanna be stitched up out of my mind, feeling strong out, lagging behind, all trapped in. I can't do a thing because I'm locked down. Stitched up, feel the burn, all strong out. I finally learned that I'm trapped in. I can't do a thing because I'm locked down. I wonder where she came from. I wonder where she's gotta go. Now who's to say she's single? But who's to say she's on her own? These girls like that don't sleep alone. You see, here's the thing, here's the thing. Oh, that girl is flawless. No, no, I'm not the first one to think that. Since I'm not the first, I sure won't be the last. Spend my whole life looking behind my back You know, just don't think I'm up But I don't wanna be stitched up Out of my mind, feeling strong out Lagging behind, all trapped in I can't do a thing because I'm locked down Stitched up, feel the burn, all strong out I finally learned that I'm trapped in I can't do a thing because I'm locked down such a treat to oh. hear live music right now mm. thanks for letting Incredible. me jam with you cody man that's overdue <laughs> when you asked me to to play a song i the first one that came to mind was that one oh man you you make uh, you, you sound like herbie when you play that oh so. man yeah. yeah oh that's too big of a compliment i promise you but <laughs> thanks for letting me yeah oh man stitched up makes me think of the uh, the good old times before covid when uh, you and I would play at the Del Frisco's cigar bar, and what a 
what a roller coaster of a gig. <laughs> you, you could have a completely attentive audience or you could have nobody paying any attention. But the same amount of people. Right. You could have 50 people who are all applauding or 50 people who don't even notice that you're there. Right. Pretty incredible. Yeah. <laughs> the life of a musician. Right? The life of a musician. As, uh, as Rich Lamb always said, so you want to be a musician, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I miss Rich. Similar question to who would you jam with? Mm-hmm. I've got a time machine sitting here on the floor. I can press a button. You can go back in time, have coffee. Coffee's good. Or a beer. Beer's good, too. Whatever. With anyone in history, who would it be and why? That's an interesting question. I wrestled with this one when you sent me the questions. Was I supposed to say that, or is this supposed to be on the fly? (laughs) No, it's totally on on the fly. Okay. Um, It's an interesting question because the person is still alive. Thank God he's still alive. Uh, Paul McCartney. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like to have coffee with him now but also coffee with him back in the day. Yeah, I mean, really, this goes for all of the Beatles, but to me, I mean, he, he is, wow, like what a writer. To be able to write as many songs as he and the rest of the Beatles have written, and to have it not be monotonous, to have it, like, each song is different and so creative i mean man it like it just never ends to ask questions that probably don't have much of an answer you know to like how do you write like that how do you not get tired of yourself how do you push yourself to to continue writing that's what i want to know like because i've i've been struggling to write songs for a long time and it it bothers me because i I, you know, I want to, I want to perform with my own band, but how do you do that without writing songs to be able to push yourself to just keep trying to just keep writing. And for him, I feel like it's easier said than done or well, maybe it's easier. Done, I don't know for him because he just continues to write and write and write. Speaking of Paul McCartney, mm-hmm. there's another tune here. Maybe we could do. Yeah. Um, Let's do Let It Be. This is a song that, um, to me, I mean, I've, I've heard it for years. I've had, um, <clears throat> you know, one of the Beatles' number one albums. I had all their greatest hits from beginning to end, and, of course, Let It Be is on there. And uh, I had never tried playing it, and then one day I just picked up the guitar and just kind of went for it and then pulled up the lyrics. I'm like, whoa. I actually like singing this song. So so here we go. Let it be. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And in my hour of darkness, She is standing right in front of me Speaking words of wisdom Let it be 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 Whisper words of wisdom Let it be And when the broken heart 
hearted people living in the world agree there will be an answer let it be for though they may be parted there is still a chance that they will see there will be an answer let it be trying to make me cry what a beautiful <laughs> song especially with everything that's going on yeah right now just just that phrase let it be exactly exactly and this too shall pass you know it's something that we're all we're all just going through as a human race and we're just let it be yeah. you know what's cool about that song is that i heard uh paul mccartney wrote that song from a dream he had a dream that he came across Mother Mary and he woke up and boom, wrote this song. Whoa. I know. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's a powerful I, dream. I do remember one time I like I was having a dream and there was a song that was playing in the dream and it wasn't a real song. It was something that I was like writing in my in my sleep. 
but then I woke up and it was gone. Like, man, oh, dang shit. it. That notepad uh, by the... I know. <laughs> exactly. You always think you'll remember it. You never do. Yeah. What's something you're most grateful for in your life? Love and support. Yeah. From my family, big time. From my family, from my wife, from my wife's family. How did you meet Haley? So I was in a band with her friend. Emma Cole is lead singer of Wildermiss, which is a really uh, cool band right now. Uh, they're doing pretty well. That's not the story that I'm telling, though. Uh, so, so this was college. Um, I think I was 19. Emma and Haley uh, were moving in together, but I hadn't met Haley yet. So Emma needed help moving in, and I had a friend with a truck, and I was like, hey, let me help you. So we helped her, and that's when I met Haley. We had to meet a couple other times before she actually saw anything in me. <laughs> but, yeah. That can but happen. When I, but when I met her, I mean, I knew that there was just something about her that I had to know. I didn't know what it was. I just, I, like, I needed to talk to her. I just wanted to talk. Um, so we met a couple other times. I made an absolute fool of myself at my 20th birthday party. And then I made an even bigger fool of myself at Emma's 20th birthday party. The party was 1920s themed, and so I had on this suit. I felt like I looked pretty good. Haley was there. She looked fantastic, as always. And uh, <laughs> so she was dating somebody at the time, and I was trying to convince her that I was better. You should, you should leave that guy, and and so I'm, you know, I'm trying to put on the best vibes I know how, which I did a terrible job. So I had a beer in my right hand, and I'm leaning up against a door frame, and I got my left hand in my pocket. I look good, right? <laughs> and uh, yes, you did. The pose, the pose. <laughs> yeah, I got the pose on. And, um, I say, you should, you should have a guy that'll treat you better. And she said, well, who would that be? And I pointed to myself, but I pointed to myself with my beer, which was full. And I spilt it all over my crotch. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> but, but the best part about it is that I kept a straight face the whole time. And she had no clue that I just spilt beer all over my crotch. Wow. And so I just casually ended the conversation with that. Uh, you know, who should, well, who should that man be? Beer spilt on crotch, <laughs> straight face, me, walk away. <laughs> Hats off, Cody Carbone. And she might tell the story a little differently, but I'm yeah. pretty sure she had no idea until a couple weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and nice. So it was after that night that she, that I, I got her number and we started talking and, that led to dating, and here we are. We're married. We have a house. We have uh, two dogs and a cat. That's another story, those animals. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's how we met. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um, you had a uh, tough situation here in the last year or so. You were working construction and ended up doing a number on your hand on a couple of your fingers. So I show up there in the morning and we were putting this deck together and <clears throat> I was uh, using a table saw and I was making a cut that I should have asked for help with and uh, got away from me and my fingers, uh, my middle finger and my first finger uh, dove into the 
blade of the table saw. And, uh, yeah, it was, um, it was more adrenaline than pain, but as soon as it happened, I knew, I knew what happened. I felt something and I'm like, Oh no, no, no. And I look up and sure enough, my fingers were filleted, if you will. Um, yeah, pretty gross. And yeah, it was terrifying. So so I, I went to the hospital and told the guy, one of the first things I said to the doctor, I'm like, Hey, I'm a musician. I'm a guitarist. You can't just stitch me up and send me home. Like you got to do a good job. And then he's like, okay, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's see. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm a guitarist. Like I need these fingers. Right. He said, okay, let me put you in touch with my surgeon. And here's the funny part. Uh, my surgeon's name was Dr. Fender. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know a fender is a type of guitar and it just so happens to be the guitar <laughs> that i play god has a sense of humor doesn't yeah. he? yes exactly exactly right. yeah so uh happened on a monday went in for a consultation on a wednesday had surgery on friday and a week later i was playing gigs wow. and uh probably shouldn't have been playing but i was yeah and uh yeah thank god it Christopher Pell Fender did a fantastic job. So you're in this band, Hazel Miller band, Mm -hmm. and summer is like the busy time. Mm -hmm. But this year, March, and everything slammed on the brakes. And I don't know if, did the band have a gig until, I mean, a public gig? It's, it was a long time before even the first public gig, right? I remember, man, that was, that was hard. It's like, we didn't really think it was real. We're just like, ah, this can't be that bad, right? We'll be fine. Right. Yeah. This is what you do, and you yeah. can't do it right now. Yeah. Middle of March, we're looking at the calendar. We were supposed to play a wedding in Mexico. Uh, we, we got like three or four other gigs, and I'm you know, not only looking at it like musically, but also financially. I'm like, okay, I, I know I'm right. set, right? I know I'm, I'm good. I got some money coming in. It'll be fine. And then... One gig cancels, another gig cancels, the wedding canceled. I'm like, oh gosh, that was a big hit. And then the calendars cleared till June, which we were even lucky to have stuff in June. And it was all virtual. The only people there were the sound sound and video crew. Um, so to answer your question, the first public gig, and it was kind of public, uh, I think it was middle or the end of June and it was actually really cool it was pretty creative uh we set up on a boat we had a PA system on a boat with a generator on a boat (laughs) did I mention we were on a boat (laughs) yeah (laughs) nice whatever it takes and we were yeah we were just cruising around the marina in Dillon nice Dillon Colorado and gosh it was cool but I kid you not, I I got emotional. I almost started crying throughout the song. And actually, it's on video on YouTube. Um, yeah, you probably couldn't tell that I was crying. I felt like I was because it felt so good to see people dancing and then to hear them from a distance, but to hear them cheering. I was like, oh, my God gosh this is just hitting home i miss this i miss people i miss energy and emotional attachment 
to music and miss it. So this is hard, a hard question, admittedly, but a crystal ball. What do you see for the future of music and playing music professionally? I see a lot of positivity. As we were talking before, uh, before we went on air or whatever, <laughs> um, there, there has been so much creativity with how to keep music going, to how, to how to keep live entertainment going. And it's so cool, so heartwarming to see you can't keep us down. You can't keep this. Like, it's, okay, we can't do it live, but we can broadcast. And, okay, we can't, we can't dance up in each other's faces, but we can do it from a distance with our masks on. Like, it is okay. It's not what it, it's not what it has been, but it's okay. And what I see in the future is that when there's a vaccine, please let it come soon. When yes. there is a vaccine and we can start partying again and playing again, oh my gosh, I just feel like there's going to be such a, a, a release of all this pent-up energy. And I hope it lasts a long time because we all need it. Right. We right. need it big time. Right. So what's your creative process? My creativity has lacked lately, um, at least when it comes to writing. I haven't been able to write a song in a long time. Because of time? Because of time. And uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, I, 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 maybe I'm a little too harsh on myself as a critic. We are our own worst critic. Uh, here, here's a cool one. So I, I wrote this song called No Near, No Need for Change. It was on Christmas Day, 2011. And I was really excited because on this day, I got a brand new microphone. It was a condenser microphone, my first condenser. And, you know, come to find out later down the road, it's really a pretty cheap mic. But I was really excited about it. So I plug it into my, my, uh, my Tascam recorder and just started playing some chords on the guitar. It's like, I really wanted to hear it on guitar. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. And then I started actually just making a form of a song. And then before I know it, I'm like, ooh, that's cool. So I recorded just an entire song. I was writing as I was recording. I was like, okay, let's add some bass. Why not? Played some bass to it. And this is all in one day. And I'm like, okay, okay, we're on to something. Let's add some drums. So I added some drums and, and then I added a solo. And then as soon as I thought I was done, I'm like, okay, I've got like a song formed, just no lyrics. And I, I mean, gosh, this was from like 10 a.m. to 6 o'clock at night. My mom was making dinner and uh, I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to put it away, save, let's put the mics away. And then I go from the basement to upstairs. As soon as I hit my bedroom, boom, lyrics in my head. I'm like, oh. Oh my gosh. Okay. And then I run back downstairs. Mom, I can't eat dinner right now. Just, just, just leave me alone. <laughs> and I run downstairs. I get my notepad out and I'm just like scribbling lyrics down and I come up with a, med uh, a melody and I track it. And it was awesome. It was, I mean, one of my favorite songs that I've written. Um, and there you go. Wow. What was the name of it again? No Need for Change. No Need for Change. Yeah. Wow. Would you be willing to play that for us? I can give it a shot.
just gonna let us be what our horses are trust it baby you will see the world will keep on rolling as our hearts can bet together it's gonna let the change in it will be with the better weather open your eyes the world ain't that bad my arms are wide open don't be sad Keep it together, cause what we've got will be sure to last forever. Whether we're together or not, you ain't gotta change, there's no need for that. We just gotta listen to the true and present fact. No matter who we are, no matter who we're with, we'll always be together, with or without the bliss. The world ain't that bad My arms are wide open They're yours to have Keep it together Cause what we've got We'll be sure to last forever Whether it's together or not Changing the things that make us who we are. The world may change around us, but we're perfect the way we are. Yeah. Cody Carbone. Woo. Man, that guy has a bright future. <laughs> he does. <laughs> oh, man. Woo. We uh, want to say thanks to Cody for stopping by today. We want to say thanks to Keith yes. for the treats. Oh, my. They just get better and better. Mm-hmm. I do love cake. Yeah, these cupcakes, works of art. Hey, we almost forgot to ask Cody what he wanted to throw out just over the fence. And so he told us, but we weren't recording anymore. And and he said he was reminded of it because of meeting Hazel. Yes. Yes. And his friend's advice. So Cody's advice that he wanted to throw just over the fence is go ahead and say hello. Go ahead and approach the people that you admire. Go ahead and take a chance. Go ahead and reach out a hand and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And you never know where that might lead. 
Thank you, Cody. Hey, I also want to say thanks to Keith for the treats. We're sending treats home from Keith with uh, Cody today. Little works of art, all these cupcakes. You can see what Keith's up to on her Facebook page. It's me, Keith. Yes. And we also posted them on our Instagram, a picture of what she brought this week. Yeah. Just just over the fence. That's right. Well, I think we're going to do this again next month, right? I'm here. (laughs) Well, sounds exciting when you say it that way. (laughs) No, we have a very good longtime friend of yours and friend of ours. She's a lawyer making a big transition in her life. Yes, she's an immigration attorney, managing partner of her law firm. Her and her husband are both managing partners of their law firm. And during this crazy 2020, they just recently became coffee farmers on the big island of Hawaii. They bought a coffee farm. Okay, I have to know more about that. I know. Attorney to coffee farmer. I know when I met with her recently, she was explaining the art of coffee farming, which will be great to dig into with her. But Christine Maston. Christine Maston. Next month. We will talk to you then. Make it a great month. Just over the fence. <laughs> Bye-bye now. <laughs>